You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to 3CR's Radioactive Show. The show is produced on the lands of Naitahu, Ngāti Māmoi and Waitaha, with audio recorded on Nukanu and Adyamatna country for 3CR, which is located on Rangiri Woiwurrung lands. I pay my respects to elders past and present from across these sovereign nations, who hold the true authority on their own country and whose right to self-determination continues to this day. The Radioactive Show is distributed across so-called Australia on the Community Radio Network and brought to you with the financial support of the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth, Melbourne. My name is AC. In today's show, I'm excited to bring you a slice of the 2023 Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, or AMFA, national meeting, which happened over the last weekend of March. One of our intrepid reporters was on the ground, JB, was there to capture the words and sounds of what is an extraordinary meeting of the people from First Nations communities at the coalface of nuclear struggles in Australia and their allies. Today we hear from sisters Vivian McKenzie and Heather Stewart and their niece Laverne Natokoroa who reflect on their successful fight to stop a nuclear waste dump on the Anyamatnya country. Well good morning everybody. Um, most of you will know me and my name is Vivian McKenzie. And this is my sister Heather Stewart, but she's in Mackenzie as well. Um, and I'd like to welcome you all here. And Regina's crook at the moment, because not like no, she's not crook, but her granddaughter's got COVID, so she sends her love to everybody. But I'd like just like to say that um, at the time that the proposal was put into Wallabadina, just near our, our property of Yapla and the Flinders Ranges, um, we knew that we we're going to have a fight on our hands, but the government didn't know what they were coming into because my sisters and my elder brother and my sister-in-law, they did the storylines there. And that's one of the important things that you need to do when things like this come up. You've got to do your storylines and, and get them legislated into parliament. And it's in, uh, legislated into the state uh, government of South Australia here. Now, we had that on our hands, and uh, we, we were prepared. And um, I stand here today because I had a lot of... Um, I, I used to go up to Canberra, to the Fakatsi conference up there, when I was taken away from my family and sent to Melbourne. And I learned from a lot of people. I met the likes of Margaret Chandler, Faith Bandler, Kath Walker. And I had that opportunity... But that all stuck into me and our father and our mother. My mother was a stolen generation. My dad, he taught us everything. He told us everything. And what happened there, the government came along and they, what, they did, what they did to my mother by separating from her family, they put a division within our family. And it still stands today. And do not let that happen to you, Bangala, because... You need to do your storylines. You need to get all the groups now involved because they're coming now with the, with the submarines and they're going to push that. 
And one of the things I'm going to stand here today and say, that I do not agree with the voice. Reason being, they're, they're talking about us, they're going to give us a voice, yet they're going to be put, wanting to put nuclear waste into our country. Okay? So that's one of the things, because I'm a very political person, and always will be and always was. But we stand with you today, Harry, the Bangla people, and we know what it's like, what you're going to go through. But stand strong and never, ever, ever give up. Because remember, we are the people of this land. Always was and always will be. And, that's, and, and you've got our, you have got our support. We will stand with you. And you know that. And um, so me and Heather and Regina, we went through a lot. But we're st we still go through a lot. And we still get, you know, from family members who supported the, the, the waste dump. And I call it a waste dump. It's not a nuclear. It's, I call it a waste dump. It's rubbish. Poison. You know, that's the, one of their modern days of trying to poison the Aboriginal people again like they did in the past. And, you know, all the brothers and sisters, non-Aboriginal people, I thank you. I love you. Okay, and thank you for supporting us. Uh, well, I'm Heather. Um, I had to drop out a bit during the time because I'd lost my son. But we've had a lot of bad luck in our family since. Um, we lost Jacqueline's mum after we lost our son and she stood with us. Uh, we lost Marvin before I lost my son, our nephew. And uh, then we lost Bradley the policeman, my son-in-law, who stood by us and he had the Port Augusta police always with us and they supported us. Um, now we've lost our big brother, Ken. We lost him a month ago. Um, he was the one in the no-no video talking about nuclear and uranium waste. But he stood with us, and before Jackie's mum passed away, she told me and Vivian and Regina not to give up fighting. She went in 2018, and it was uncanny. Before my son passed away, he said to me and Vivian to keep fighting for um, Wallabadina and not to give in, to tell Regina not to give in. It was four days after I lost him, but um, going back to... Uh, everything else, um, it was terrible when we heard that Wallabadina was the place chosen and uh, my son was actually with us from the start and my husband and we used to go out looking around Regina and us, recording sites and that and Regina and our brother Jacqueline's mum and dad, they put the, the storyline through it was actually, I talked about that during my time with the education department, I used to tell, do inductions with teachers and tell them that they should um, go out onto the land and see the sites, actually. And um, they'd learn from seeing those sites to find out what we were talking about when we were talking about cultural uh, sites of significance and things like that. But I, unfortunately, I got sick at the time and had operations, so Regina and those other two done it, and uh, they did those, um, the storyline got it registered, got it put through Parliament and whatever, and it was there, ready. We didn't know the waste dump was going to go there, but it was just meant to be, so when they came, they said there was no native title there when we had a go at them, and we said, no, our heritage is still there. And, because 
they sort of took a step back and then they knew they had trouble, so we just give them curry from then on. And when we, when we had all this bad luck and that, um, I, I still kept fighting and it helped me with my grief, but um, we were still grieving, but it helped me. And um, these storylines and the stories that, and the sorts of significance what we were told by our fathers and our old aunties and different people like that, and by our sister-in-law, and our mum kept it up, what she learnt from our dad. You know, she was from another tribe, but he taught her, because she was young at the time, she'd lost everything, and her language, and that was flogged out of her in her culture, but he re-taught her, and um, she kept that going with us, and what, what he told her about the woman stuff, and what she learnt from her sister-in-laws and cousin-in-laws and things like that. So we had all that background with us, and we were able to stand up for Wallabadina, and... Um, there wasn't only like the Hoopna water hole there, there was the Archinese was next, just across the road from there and behind there there's a man's dreaming site and then there's the Wallabadina at home with the Willy Wagtail so we were fighting every day on different angles and um, but we got there in the end and like the conservation has come in and first we were trying to do it on our own and my son said to me he said mum you and Auntie Regina and Auntie Vivian you're going to get the greenies in and at that time we were a bit hesitant because there was other, another group who was up at Wilpin a Pound course in trouble there with Ajumata people and when Cat came along and we put it on her then, are you with so-and-so? And she said, no, she didn't even know what we were talking about, but it was, um, we knew then that we were on the right track and we're so thankful for the conservation and all you lot, what you've done for us and did for us when we were in grief and all other things and getting us to Adelaide and all that sort of thing, but I want, and um, I'll say that directly. Um, but uh, what I want to say to the bungalows is register your site, go out, if you see the artifacts on the ground, you record that, get that recorded, send it into Aboriginal Heritage and all that, do your site cards, and that's stuff there for you to stand with too and help you fight, so, um, and do your storylines. And get your next door neighbours in the other tribes next door, like the Wirringal people and whoever the Nao mob, invite them here and get them in and it'll make your case stronger. So, And we'll always be there, we'll support you. Sometimes you won't see us because we're doing other things but up on our property. But um, the thing is, stand strong, don't give up. And like Vivian said, this is all, always will be and always was Aboriginal land, you know, and going towards that voice, what Vivian said, I don't agree with the voice because I can see that there's underlying issues there which is another way of trying to assimilate Aboriginal people into society. I know we've got to all get on with each other, but we're going to lose out on a lot of our heritage and things like that, and it's another way of killing our culture. So, Because the people who's there, supposedly for the voice who's going to talk, they're not going to listen to them because they've already said, oh, we might make a decision on what you're saying, but we can't always guarantee so. I won't be voting for the voice. And another thing I'd like to say is uh, me, Vivian and Regina won a Human Rights Award and uh, we didn't realise until afterwards, months after that, it was a really important thing what we got. But, um, yeah, it's just a piece of paper like all these pieces of paper what the government gives us. But, yeah. So, Bungle, as I say, stand strong and don't give up. Just keep fighting. When they knock you down, get up. 
That was Heather Stewart, whose maiden name is Mackenzie, sending a strong message of support to Bangala people. Heather and Vivian's niece, Laverne Natokoroa, spoke next about her experience fighting the nuclear waste dump. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, I was uh, um, with, only, um, with my three aunties a lot. They got, I got roped in. Um, but it, it's, it's really good what I think that uh, a thing that we needed to, to learn is that we all play a part no matter what our age is and um, we get told and we go and enjoy country, um, but when that country's under threat, what role do we play? And going out um, where the proposed site was, um, and um, I went with Ani Heather and Ani Regina uh, to the site um, where they was, uh, yeah, where they was going to put this. But listening to their, listening to the stories and seeing the place desecrated, it made me sort of think that I can't allow this to happen. What role do I play in this? Um, and going to many of the... Um, many, standing on Parliament, uh, standing on the Parliament steps, going out, just being present in the moment, giving voice to that... Going to we went to Melbourne, yeah, honey. Uh, going to Melbourne, um, eh? and they went on the peace boat. I never went on the peace boat, but it one thing is that I found that you can't do it alone because we are just one one dot on a blank canvas. Who do we get? And a lot of the friends you meet along the way that stand up that gets your voice out there. But I was just saying that. The government was very cunning in in supporting the division. So so getting community to fight within community. Stano used um, the songs of the political songs that our Aboriginal artists sing. The promises that they were offering that are now disappeared anyway because of the fight. So... So they made a lot of promises. We'll give you this, we'll give you that. And to a people of poverty, it sounds really good. And that's what they did. We were sitting many a times, way out on country, way out in the Nevernet, not Nevernet, way out, and there was two factions of our family, one for and one against, and those that sat on the fence. This wasn't a time to sit on the fence because we get our country because our continued connection to that country. But this was under threat because someone said, we'll give you this. We'll ease everything else. So they made the payment offer. You'll have a better life. We're just, you know, with Dave's just thing about the 100,000 years, you know, what that's going to last Money is just for a split second. But that's what they were selling. Then they sent this international mob um, from the French and they came and then they was at a public meeting, a public forum in Hawker, and they said, this will be really good. You will be able to fix up... And they showed these really um, beautiful photos of... Um, 
historical old buildings. And they said, we was able to fix this. And in the end, you know, I'm looking at the picture, looking at it and said, okay, they're talking about their restoration of their history. Then I said to them, well, you talked about your museums and these buildings. I said, but when you go out on our country, which my aunties was going to take you out, ours is not bricks and mortar. Ours is in the stories that is there and what you think that um, is just vacant bushland is my history, my story, my universe, my university is all there in front of you to something that you would call a wasteland or a land where nobody is. So, so with that, when my aunties took them out, I think it was the next day, out at Ukna, and then Aunty Regina is not here, she turns around and says um, about, so would you put this at, no, Notre, Notre Dame? I, I, I can never say it properly, but yeah, that, that place, what was it? Yeah, she said, would you put the waste dump there, next to that? And I said, oh, no, 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 we would not do that. <laughs> and she says, your Notre Dame is this water, um, this place right here and that site there. And they said, we would never come here. They end up being more on the um, side of, I think, um, what well, Annie Heathermob was talked and she, they actually turned. So I think it was a wasted federal government thing. But um, journey, because by the time they left, they were more into the land, because they were farmers and whatever they did. Um, but Annie Heathermob um, gave them a different story. What we as the people, like Dave said, us as Aboriginal people will tell it the way we've been told forever. That's what I was just encouraged. The bungalow people, when you're out there, be true to yourself. So that's all I like to say about Annie. Uh, no, I... Um, sorry again. Um, We also turned that Carl uh, uh, Magnus Larson. We, yeah, we turned him to to our side. So he stood with us, and in the end, the people who was for the dump that was with him, they were cuddling us and all that sort of thing. So we turned them, and uh, it's a pity Regina's not here today. But yeah, You'd, she'd never get off the mic. But I'll give it back to Dave now. Eh? Yeah, oh, another thing too was, uh, what's that man, that little short bloke uh, was with those lot? One of the blokes that came out first, he said, he was telling us all that yapala. and uh, no, it wasn't Michael Shadrick, it was the other one, uh, he was a younger bloke. Um, he said to me and all of us, he said, oh, you, you know, you can drive a, a 747 into those, you know, those drums they reckon would go into the water or something and into a waste dump. And I let him go, I was watching him and, because Canavan and them were all sitting there and then I said, well, can I say something? And he said, oh, yeah, you can drive a 747 in there, nothing will happen and those barrels will go into the sea and the ocean won't even explode them or anything, I'll crush them or whatever. And I said to him, can I say something? He said, yeah, 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 you can say whatever you want to. And I said, uh, whatever you like. And I said, now, you, you just said to us that you can drive a 747 
into a nuclear waste dump and into these drums and also they can get crushed in the sea. I said, did you actually go and try it? Did you drive a 747 into them? Did you test it out? He couldn't answer me because Canavan and all them laughed at him and they said, you could answer it. And he couldn't answer me. He, said, he looked at me and he said, no. So I said, well, don't come telling lies to us. Yeah. <laughs> This is my last one. One of the things I'd like to encourage the, the Bangla people to do is honestly... Is, yes, tell the government where to go. But, like, I was anti... I'm, I, I'm anti-nuclear um, waste. And I went over there to Lucasites, which they call Barden Ridge. They're trying to cover things up. You go over there because you've got the opportunity to go question them about the spent rods that they're talking about. And myself and my nephew, Tony Clark, when they were talking about the spent rods and they had him in the water, and they were really, really going into it. And after they finished talking, we said, well, OK, you reckon it's so safe? Can we dive in there now? Oh, no, 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 you can't. It's highly radioactive because you slip them upon their lies and that's what you do. And I encourage Bungalow to go to Lucasites. Honestly, you've got the opportunity to question them. Thank you. That was Vivian McKenzie, who, along with her sister Heather Stewart and their niece Laverne Natokoroa, spoke about the successful struggle to stop a nuclear waste dump on Adnyamatnya country. That's it for today. You've been listening to the Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR remotely at Ohineho, Littleton, in Aotearoa, and broadcast across so called Australia on the Community Radio Network. Thanks to Heather Stewart, Vivian McKenzie, and Laverne Natokoroa for sharing their reflections on the struggle to keep nuclear waste off Adnyamatnya country, and JB, who recorded their talk at the Australia Nuclear Free Alliance National Meeting. You can learn more about AMFA on their website. Go to amphor.org.au. We hope to share more stories from AMFA on the show in the coming weeks. Today's show and all our previous podcasts can be found at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. If you want to get in touch with us, please email on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Here's to a nuclear-free future. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.